0: Moncrief with Energlaze Glaze on News Talk. Now, to paraphrase uh, that old saying, "What's inevitable are death, taxes, and being put on hold while being told your call is important." As part of a short series called "Thank You for Holding," Simon Tierney has displayed a superhuman degree of patience by listening to many of them. Good afternoon, Simon.
1: Afternoon, John. Uh, has anyone
0: calculated how many, how much of our lives we waste? sitting on these things.
1: Yeah. So uh, studies show that we spend about 43 days uh, (laughs) on hold, (laughs) on hold. That's not just speaking to a customer service agent. That's on hold. So that's, that's a lot of time, uh, Sean. Um, I found my motivation for doing this series was that it's kind of, as you progress further and deeper into adulthood, the more services you acquire, you start having children, perhaps the more things you own, um, the more companies you're having to deal with, the more time you spend dealing with customer service. Mm. And it stresses me out. It stresses out a lot of people. It'll be difficult to find someone who doesn't have An experience a horrendous experience of dealing with uh, customer service there was one particular story i came across i think this is the world record of a man in 2012 in adelaide who spent um, 15 hours and 40 minutes on hold with qantas the australian airline wow so the next time you're on to your energy (laughs) provider or your broadband (laughs) provider complaining about their service Think about Qantas, man. Yeah, right. So
0: I, I, what kinds of uh, um, services did you did you look at for, for the initial phase of the study?
1: Yeah, so I looked at uh, five or six different uh, categories, Sean. I looked at mobile phone companies, energy, airlines, government, delivery, uh, that's as in courier services, and finally banking. Um, they're the ones I looked at. In terms of general observations, I found that, just to explain to the listeners, I suppose what I was doing was that I surveyed a lot of different companies and organisations by calling them up, spending time on hold, listening to whatever dreadful music they were playing, Mm -hmm. and seeing how companies and organisations dealt slightly differently with trying to keep you on the phone or sometimes get you off the phone and use their online service instead. Of course, a lot of companies want to do that. They want they don't actually want to keep you on the phone. Um, and what I found during that process was that um, a few interesting things generally. First of all, a lot of companies warning against scams, because you can yeah. imagine in the current climate that a lot of people are calling up to, to say, to get some sort of clarity on, whether money has been stolen from their account or or what's happened. There's been so many horror stories of late. Um, there was a big difference between public and private. I found that private enterprises, the wait times tended to be much, much longer. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think I would have expected that uh, setting out, you know, um, whereas I found with government departments, many of whom I contacted, the wait times were among the shortest. Um, I found that, generally speaking, uh, in fact, all commercial companies only offered an English language service, whereas the government always offered the opportunity to do your uh, waiting in queue. i yeah, scale <laughs> um, and And uh, then, um, as I said, a lot of them were pushing me to online as well because, yeah. let's face it, a huge amount of... In fact, a lot of... Um, call waiting or customer service can be done with automated bots as well and what I only realised during this process is that a lot of companies will offer two separate customer care numbers one which will get you through to an automated bot and another which will ultimately with hard work and perseverance get you through to a real human being
0: or or so it might appear so Uh, it it might appear I don't know so did you develop like a set of criteria to judge them against each other
1: yes absolutely now next week uh, in the next week's episode we're going to do a deep dive into the different music that's used. But what I was looking at this week, Sean, was the length of the wait time that you would actually spend uh, waiting to get through to that human. Um, I was looking at whether they had an EWT function. This is estimated wait time, which is quite helpful, and I'll come to that in a moment. Um, I also looked at the menu options. Um, This was a big deal because there are just so many Uh, options that you have to listen through before you click number two or number three. Um, So in terms of overall, what I found was that airlines generally had the worst customer service. Um, Mm. I found that uh, out of all the time that I spent waiting for companies to pick up, Ryanair had by far the longest wait time. Um, Mm. That was 14 minutes and 52 seconds. But nobody answered at 14 minutes and 52 seconds. I just gave up. Um, So I don't know how long that would have gone on, but I did not get to speak with someone um, on Ryanair's customer care line.
0: Wow. Okay. And what's the shortest? What was the shortest?
1: The shortest was the Department of Children. Uh, which was reassuring. Yes, that Um, is reassuring. Some of us occasionally have to call up the Department of Children. That was a very brief 45 seconds, um, almost instant after waiting uh, through the options and everything. Um, The government departments were an average, I, I called about five or six government departments. They averaged at one minute and 11 seconds of waiting. That compares to a general average, Sean, of three minutes uh 3 minutes uh sorry 4 minutes and 13 seconds yeah which actually doesn't sound
0: that long when you say it but like when you're experiencing it it just seems to go on
1: forever it really. elongates yeah uh when you're when you're on hold it really does elongate and there's a few reasons for that i think because perhaps some of them don't realize that you don't want the 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 percussion in your yes, head you don't yeah. want the symphony of noise you know sometimes <laughs> silence is better would it be better
0: yeah well I suppose just to, so, to reassure you that they haven't just hung up which has happened to me sometimes you just you know absolutely after off. you've
1: been waiting for ages now yeah. there was one particular organization that I called which was a real throwback for me Sean, because it reminded me of perhaps a simpler time when we all took things a little bit more easily Our telephone lines are currently closed for lunch from 1pm to 2pm. You can chat with our live chat agents now at www.onpost.com.
0: Except you can't, because they're on lunch.
1: Yeah, yeah. they're on that lunch. Was, that was the only organisation that I called which said that they were on lunch. Well, that's kind of sweet. It's kind of really a bit funny. really sweet. Yeah. Really sweet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, infuriating. Yeah, also <laughs> infuriating. I don't know if post offices themselves still close for lunch, but certainly their phone lines did.
0: Yeah. Now, that voice sounded like a person who actually worked in the bank, who had just recorded something into a phone. Were most mm. of the voices like that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Interesting question, uh, Sean. Uh, Most of them were Irish, um, and I really found that that made a difference because when it's uh, um, uh, an accent that's outside of Ireland, it makes you feel like you're calling a much larger organisation
0: where the
1: resources mightn't be as localised as you want them. Um, I was surprised by... One of the companies that I called that didn't have an Irish accent was Aer Lingus, actually, (laughs) which had a British RP accent, kind of the Queen's English. And I thought that was surprising for a national carrier to make that choice. That's very odd. Um, Whereas with Ryanair, when I called them up, it has an Irish voice. I don't know if you called Ryanair when you were in Romania. Would it have an Irish voice? Probably, probably not. not. But I wonder, that does that
0: mean that the that, like that, that calls then uh, uh, to, to Aer Lingus are probably pooled between here and the UK and Aer Lingus is regarding
1: it as That's one a, unit, I, I think that could well be the case, but maybe not because they're separate phone numbers. One of the other techniques that I found most effective was, and it was quite unusual to hear this, Sean, is where uh, a company takes a sympathetic opening line with whatever your grievance is going to be. Yeah. Now, I'm teeing this up probably because we've all seen energy prices rise so much over the last year and a half. But Board Gosh's opening message was really quite interesting technique to get people on board and win them over from the outset. Thanks for calling Board Gosh Energy.
0: If you're an existing customer, please have your account details to hand. We know that these are difficult and uncertain times for many. If you're worried about paying your bills, we've a range of flexible payment options and support. Hmm, that's an interesting start, but I suppose, yeah, they they probably know what a lot of those calls are ultimately going to be about. Uh, now th- th- you did mention earlier on menu options, and and what happens probably to you a lot is is dial three for something, and you go, oh, is that me? I'm not sure, and then you have got yeah. to seven, and you can't remember and what the forgotten. other six were. Yeah, yeah,
1: you've forgotten. That's why what I've noticed recently is that companies have started breaking down their menus into sub menus, which is both infuriating and perhaps more practical, it's hard to know. But I compared Bank of Ireland and AIB in this regard, Sean, and I found that Bank of Ireland had 12 menu options, whereas AIB only had seven. Now, what I did when I was comparing the customer service experiences for these two banks, like Hmm. for like, was I was imagining that I was trying to apply for a credit card. Okay, And I went through that process. Um, in the customer service. And you would imagine with Bank of Ireland having so many more menu options that it would take longer. And it did. It took four minutes and 30 seconds for me to get to speak to a human. Whereas with AIB, it took one minute and 52 seconds. Mm-hmm. So that's over double the length of time that it took with a direct competitor of AIBs. Yeah. So the, the question for me there is, you know, Bank of Ireland might... Um, defend this by saying, well, we're offering much more specific choice in our customer care service. But I think customers would prefer to get to speak to a human much, much quicker yeah. and then figure out what to do at that stage.
0: And then get specific about it then. Yeah. Exactly. And do any of them tell you how long you're going to be waiting for
1: I love this, um, because this is, this is an old technique that's used so extensively in other countries, but I find that it's very, very rare in Ireland. This is called EWT, estimated wait time. This can come in either, you know, uh, your wait time is two minutes and 30 seconds, or it can be the position that you are in the queue. Only two of the companies that I contacted offered this service, including Hmm. Bank of Ireland. We apologise for the delay. Please continue to hold and we will be with you shortly.
0: Your position in queue is one. If you would like to arrange a callback, please press one followed by the hash key. Right. Yeah, the callback. Do do many, uh, uh, many services offer that?
1: Only two. Hmm. Um, SSE, Airtricity, uh, the energy company and Bank of Ireland. But that is, I wonder, as a customer, I don't know if I would trust it because I think, wait, I've been waiting for so long now. Am I going to actually trust that if I take this option that they will call me back? But on the other hand, if it is workable, it's a no brainer for everyone involved because you don't have to spend time waiting and Mm. then the company will eventually get back to you. I don't know, though, because there's very few people using it.
0: Yeah, that is... Uh, that. Well, I suppose maybe also there's a factor is that are they going to call you back, you know, when you're sitting on the jacks or at some point where exactly. it's going to be inconvenient for you, yeah. whereas now is... Is the most convenient time for you. Uh, That last message there where it was a woman's voice saying your number in the queue is and then a man going three, uh, um, (laughs) to make it sound scary. Was it generally men or women who were doing this talking?
1: Yeah, um, overwhelmingly female, Sean. Um, There was a study carried out by Stanford University um, about 10 years ago. And it found that on a subconscious level, um, customers tend to find female voices Um, more trustworthy, soothing and more pleasant. And as a result, uh, people, companies have taken that to heart and they almost all use female voices. No commercial company or organisation that I contacted had a male voice. Two government departments that I contacted had male voices, which is interesting because perhaps um, governments aren't interested in uh, your business so yeah. to speak it's more of a service so they're less inclined to to work out the the dynamics of of which voice is going to keep you on the line or or make you less angry when when you finally do get to talk to them the other thing that came up and this is a legitimate concern is the way that ai and automation is depicted in film and mm. on television and when you've got some sort of evil personification of ai Going right back to the 1960s, it tends to be done in a male undertone, and perhaps most famously, uh, an example of this would be Stanley Kubrick's 2001: A Space Odyssey. If you remember the mm-hmm. um, the HAL, the yes. the AI system that uh, that they used, that kind of turns on them. Well, he's an example of a voice that you certainly don't want to hear. Open the pod bay doors, HAL.
0: I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. What's the problem? I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. What are you talking about, Hal? This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardise it. Hello, Dave. Everything's running smoothly. Uh, Stephen in Limerick says, Back in 2018, I ran Tesco one time to find out if a certain store had a phone... I wanted in stock. I was put on hold. While I was on hold, I walked five and a half kilometres to the store, bought the phone, and walked five and a half kilometres home while still on hold for the crack. The whole thing took nearly two hours. That's brilliant. <laughs> Simon Tierney, thanks a million. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 pm. With Glaze on News Talk.